Happiest Tuesday. Uh, today's shir is dedicated, first and foremost, for the success uh, of the State of Israel, of the IDF, for the return of all of the hostages, Bezrat Hashem, for Refuah to Israel, for Bezrat Hashem, the return of all the soldiers. All the soldiers should come back to, to their families in good health. All of the Kedoshim. For the Okay, so we are continuing in on Peleyoet, mitzvot that we can do with our hands. The last one we spoke about was a rodef, if we see someone pursuing someone to kill them. You have to stop. It's a mitzvah to stop them. Yeah, to, to neutralize the attacker. Bizman, uh, then there are mitzvot, positive commandments that we have to do at certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. So these have to do with the chagim. And first one is, Sukkot. most important of all, Lishbot mi melacha b'shabbat is to rest on Shabbat from doing any activities. No so, work. So what is Rambam telling us? And this is for Yom Tov also. Uh, we often think that to not work on Shabbat Me sleeping. or to not cook on Shabbat or to not do any of the 39 melachot. Um, Hashem says don't do it. So those are don't do, their commandments of don't do's. That we should not do all of them, uh, any of them on Shabbat. Uh, the reality of it is that there's a ase and a lotase. There's a positive commandment and a negative commandment. There is a don't do this. Um, and if you transgress, they're the, the, the liable to the death penalty, according to the Torah. But it's also a positive commandment. It's also a, we fulfill a mitzvah of resting on Shabbat. There's a positive commandment, a mitzvah aseh, of lishbot b'shabbat, to rest on Shabbat. Uh, whenever we don't engage in any of these activities, we're, we're actually fulfilling a positive, uh, a positive commandment of the Torah. V'yom HaKippurim, and also on the day of Yom Kippur, Uv Pesach and Pesach, V'Shavuot, Shavuot, Sukkot, and Rosh Hashanah. Mitzvah lehosif mechol al hakolesh b'chnisato v'tziyato. It's a mitzvah not to wait until the exact moment Shabbat really starts, and not, to, and not to finish Shabbat exactly at the moment that it actually ends, but to add. To add extra time, which is what we do, yes. and the times that we print for candle lighting it's are 18 minutes before sunset. So the minhag is to we try to add 18 minutes before sunset. Uh, however, a person can also add any amount they have. This is very relevant, actually, these winter Shabbatot, yes. but it gets very early. So sometimes you go into the 18 minutes. Uh, it's not a big deal, but you should leave a few minutes before. So you don't use up your full 18 minutes. You use up 15 minutes of it. Use up, you know, uh, but leave three minutes and say, I'm adding three more minutes. Now, onto the Shabbat, it's a mitzvah, not to wait until the last moment, but to add a few extra minutes uh, to uh, Shabbat. Uvitziato, and also uh, at the end of Shabbat, to add, to add a little bit of extra time. The times that we print are also 15 min, uh, 50, 
50, five zero minutes after Shkia, they also come to fulfill that. The times that we print in Kanisanus also add on a little bit on Shabbat. It's included. So that, that's why um, when uh, when someone has an emergency and they uh, have to catch a flight or, or something, and the, the Rabbanim say, yeah, you could start 10 minutes earlier, you, uh, you're, you're able to go. That's going about the time that Shabbat actually ends, or closer to Shabbat actually ending. But we add on, actually, to the Shabbat, and it, it's our minhag based on Rabbi Ben Chaim uh, here in Great Neck that we add 50 minutes, uh, 5-0, onto the Shabbat. Uh, I mean, we add, sorry, I shouldn't say we add 50 minutes. We keep the end of Shabbat as 50 minutes after sunset. So the end of Shabbat time that we print is you look at the time of sunset and you add uh, 50, 50 minutes. After sunset, it's still light outside. I for, thought it was one Shabbat. hour and 10 minutes. It's, uh, it comes out to about one hour after, after the candle lighting time. Because candlelighting is yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candlelighting yes. is eighteen minutes oh, after okay. sunset. Uh, sorry, candlelighting is eighteen minutes before sunset. So fifteen minutes this makes them one, one hour and ten minutes. This, exactly. This is fifteen <laughs> minutes. Exactly. <coughs> so essentially, we're keeping twenty-five hours when yeah. we keep Shabbat. We have a twenty-five, 25 hour and ten minutes. Yes. And if a person wants to start Shabbat even earlier, you can. You can. Yeah. In the summer we do. Yeah. It's a mitzvah to build a sukkah and to dwell in it over the on sukkot. Mitzvah litol lulav. It's a mitzvah to um, to shake the lulav every day. Mitzvah lishbot b'miktzat melachot b'chol ha'moed. It's a mitzvah to take a break from some of the melachot on chol ha'moed. You know, chol ha'moed. So it's not fully exactly the same as Shabbat or the same as Chag, but still to take it a little bit easier and to more enjoy relaxed. the Chag and more relaxed. So that's a mitzvah on Chol HaMoed, and certain melachot we don't do. Mitzvah lehashbit hachametz erev Pesach korem sha'ashishit. It's a mitzvah to destroy our chametz uh, before the sixth hour, in the morning before Pesach. Meaning not to wait until close to Pesach, not even in the afternoon before Pesach. We do it in the morning before Pesach. So that's when we burn the chametz, and when we say the kol chamira, we always take care of it in the morning time. It's a mitzvah to write divrei Torah. Wow. To write the Torah, to write words of inspiration, to write explanations uh, of the Torah, and to print them and to spread them out. Oh. I'm sure. In, I'm sure in the t- days of social media, you would say, uh, spread it through WhatsApp, spread it through uh, social media. Well, now with WhatsApp, it's very easy. <laughs> you put it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, we are doing it there. <laughs> and in that way, it's something that will be beneficial to the public. Um, so the public can access the Torah. The public can able, can gain, is able can to, to learn from the Torah in that moment that you are teaching, and also the Dorot, and also for future generations. So Pelayo is saying, obviously it's a mitzvah to say divrei Torah, but if we can record those divrei Torah, today. <laughs> then, then record those divrei Torah. If you can write them, uh, so someone can read it for the future. Yeah, you can write a book. Or this can r- write a book. Sponsor, it's a 
Sponsoring yeah. us. Yeah, sponsoring us for sure. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> also breakfast. <laughs> sponsor breakfast. <laughs> Can we sponsor breakfast for everyone who's listening on Spotify? There is no greater kindness that one can do for the public and for the masses than to teach the masses Torah and to spread Torah. So either to say the Divrei Torah or to forward the Divrei Torah. I, I, I heard a Dvar Torah, I saw a video, or I saw, uh, I heard a recording, it was inspiring for me, or it changed my life, it was meaningful to me. But don't just hold on to it for yourself, spread it to others, give it to others. Uh, there's no greater kindness that you can do for others than to spread inspiration for others. And so, and a person's own neshama gains from that. I gain from spreading to, to others. And this is true. This is where most people, the core of, you know, how do I find meaning in life, is in the end of the day, it breaks down to, if in my life I'm only thinking about myself, at a certain point, life loses meaning. It gets boring. People indulge and indulge, but at a certain point, a person, you know, gets lost and says, uh, what am I living life for? What's, uh, life is not meaningful. In any way, this is all. It's uh, there. Uh, there's no end point to uh, to it. Um, where does life start to gain real meaning, and where does a person really find true happiness, real happiness, not the um, momentary uh, happiness that that runs away, but a real happiness that is lasting, real meaning that is lasting, is when I know I'm doing good for others. When I'm doing kindness for others, when I become a person like Abraham Avinu, and my less, when my life becomes selfless, that is when life becomes beautiful. That is truly when life uh, gains beauty uh, for a person. So Gomel Nafsho Ish Chaser. So a person who's a a person of Chaser. Uh, in Abraham Avinu of the world, where Zaro, where the descendants of Abraham Avinu, when we carry uh, that flag and we carry that mission and we do kindness for others, who are we doing for? We're doing for ourselves. We're doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for ourselves. We think we're, yes, we're doing for others. A, a person uh, who is superficial thinks, oh, they're, they're giving up of their time, they're, they're you, you know, the. Time that you could have for yourself, you're giving to others and you're doing for others. No, this is the time that's for myself. That is the time for myself. I'm doing good for my own neshama by doing good by doing good for others. I'm doing good for my my own spirit, for my own spirit to take myself out of the depression that is this world that you know, if a person only lives selfishly. A person will will fall back on depression. A person will fall back uh, on anxiety. How does a person lift himself out of that, out of that depression? How does a person lift, lift himself or herself out of that anxiety? One option is pills. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's the, the thing. <laughs> but the better option is, is chesed. It's to learn from Abraham Avinu and to learn from Martha. Help others. Bring happiness to others. Bring joy for others. Do, to, uh, do for others. Uh, that, that is the cure. That is the cure for a person. Kaf Aleph, mitzvot lo ta'aseh. Wow, this is going to be heavy. It's Tuesday. Buckle our seatbelts for the next section. My, my cheeks. Uh, negative commandments. 
that are, have to do with the hands and we're able to keep every day. These are the don't do's, the don't do's of the Torah. Uh, first and foremost at the beginning, not to worship uh, any idols, not to worship any idols. This was Abraham Avinu's uh, claim to fame. Uh, but it's prohibited in any way to worship idols, to bow down to idols, to do for idols, to benefit from idols. Shalola asot avodazara, not even to make avodazara, not to make any type of statue or any object of worship that somebody else. So it's prohibited. Even if I say, yeah, listen, I'm not worshiping it. I'm just producing it. It's business. This is a business for me. Yeah, they, for so what if they're going to... Like you cannot uh, gain because you're promoting it. It's pro prohibited to gain from it. It's prohibited to make it. Even to give it for free. It's, uh, it's prohibited to do from it. Even to make it is asur. Not to make the shape or image of a person. Um, even though it's made for beauty. Even though it's made uh, to look nice. somebody makes a statue, yeah. it's an artist that making the statue is not allowed. Cannot, it's a sore. Wow. It's, it's forbidden to make the statue of a Face. person. Yeah. If it, if but it, if it's abstract, if it's, full, it's okay? If it's a full image of a person. So this is talking about Surat Adam Habboleted. Boleted means that it's like a three-dimensional image. It's, uh, coloring a picture. There's yes, one thing which yeah, is yeah, coloring yeah. a picture. No, you mean a statue. That is it, is a, front make, and back. Make a front and back. Left so, and right. So this happens every once in a while. Um, but they make that. a statue of Ben Gurion and put it in a... <laughs> so this is not a, It's not so uh, within, the, within the Jewish tradition. Uh, even even to have it in a, in a person's home, a person shouldn't have it. Some, uh, sometimes I've seen and people are not aware, people don't know that they, you know, I think I see, they see a, a statue uh, with a face and uh, yeah, it looks nice, what is it? It's not Abu no. This, it relates itself in the end of the day to Abu Dazara. We, uh, we don't uh, worship or who, who do we worship? We worship Hashem. Wow. Hashem in lo guf, in lo guf, has no body and, and no image at all. Uh, there is only there's a very very nice uh, teshuva that uh, Rovari no, has. Puts it for I'll, tell you, I'll tell you to what extent that it was asked. I'll tell you to what extent they asked. This is the, what I was about to say. Um, Rovari Yosef. They asked him about can children play with dolls. You know, with action figures with uh, of uh, they're in the shape of people. A lot of times they make it in the shape of people. And Barbie, or they make uh, uh, any action figure uh, or any uh, they make it in the shape of of men. So are you allowed to have something like that? Are you allowed to let your children play with something like that? So there, Olavari Yosef says yes. He says that's different. He says why? Because with children, he's like they play with it. They keep on. They always break an arm. They always break a leg. They always, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they take that. Head off there. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're disrespecting it. It's derech bizayon. It's not something that's in a way uh, that's it's precious. Done, it's that, not precious. It, yes, it's not done in a way of beauty. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. It's whenever it's used for decoration. What if you put it in the decoration, but you break something of it? Is okay? so, so I think that's that's what the. If I'm not mistaken, that's the minhag of what people do if they want if to break do it. it they, they break, break the nose. Yeah, they break the nose or they break a piece you know, of there's it. There's a statue so. of David, you know, that Michelangelo <laughs> dude is in, uh, is in Florence. Yeah. You know, he's bro he's somewhere <laughs> of his, he's broken badly. <laughs> and it's priceless. <laughs> so I think that's what people ultimately do is they break a part of it. Because it's David. Say, it's broken. It's David.
but it's better for a person if possible not to have it. So not to benefit in any way from anything that was used for idol worship. The Torah goes out of its way to specify. We gave a shiur on this one Shabbat a few weeks ago. Um, even the decor of the Avodah Zarah oh, yeah. and the... What's the decor of it? So what's the decor of the yeah. Avodah Zarah? The, color red. The Torah says, this is the Torah says it, for example. No, 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 they would gold plate it. They would put all gold, silver... All over themselves. Or, or I'll tell you, they would put stones, diamonds. Yeah, you know? All over themselves. Some of, some of the most expensive yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. stones in the world were used for Avodah Zarah. They were used for idols. They were used for uh, for the eyes and for... The, yeah. for most of the gems are in the Indian. Uh, so, uh, according to the Torah and according India, to Judaism, in the temples. one cannot benefit from anything that was used for Avodah Zarah. So a person might say, okay, you know what, the idol itself, I'm going to destroy. But hey, there's gold here. There's silver here. Let me, uh, I'll melt it. I'll but melt we it buy and sell gold and jewels. I mean, uh, but they're jewels that <laughs> weren't from people, not from. So, uh, so yeah, so they're from people. If, but if a person, uh, if I saw him take it off the Buddha, I saw him take oh, it off okay, the. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if, you have, if you have direct knowledge that it was involved in a Buddha's you can't touch it. Yeah, I, I if you don't do know it. or you don't ask. And For example, until, in the temples in India, I know they give donations, but they're not used. India, they're just, yeah. yeah, just just keep so it in. So there's an important halakha to know that, and Ibn Chaim always likes to tell a story which I'll say in a second but the halakha is as follows if uh, if it came into a Jew's possession um, um, at any point then it's forbidden to benefit from in any way the goy himself if a goy himself is mevatel the goy himself nullifies the avodah zarah he cuts it he breaks it he says I don't believe in it if the goy did it himself it's permitted to benefit from but once it came into the Jew's domain once a Jew takes ownership of it, it's already a surbahana'ah, there's nothing to do what with it. What if you don't know? So, so if even if a goy is mevatel, uh, once I have it, it's nothing I can do about it. So the story, Sarah Ibn Chaimi said, of, uh, of a certain uh, uh, businessman, as a, a Yemenite businessman, that he uh, was speaking with, uh, you know, I don't know, it was in India or it was in one of these places, and a guy was, uh, wanted to sell him, he had, he had in his uh, stuff, a gold Buddha, beautiful, very, That's very nice, and he wanted to sell it for very cheap. Um, so, so what am I gonna do? I can't buy it. I'm not. If if I buy it, it's over. There's nothing I can do. So he says, you know, he's like, I only have in my pocket enough money to buy half of it. Uh, so, it. If can you cut it? You just cut it and I'll <laughs> and I'll buy half of it from you. So it's just no problem. No problem. Cutting, he takes cutting, it. Cutting is like destroying <laughs> yeah, it. That's yeah. it. He cuts it in half. He buys a half, and then and then he says, "Oh wait, he's like I found more money. I'll buy the other half also. I'll take the <laughs> I'll take the other." But who has to be the one to cut it? The, the goy. The goy has to cut it before he sells it to you. Before they uh, take ownership, he has to break it or he has to cut it. If the goy doesn't do it and a Jew takes possession of it, it's over. There's nothing we have to... I can't even sell it. You can't benefit from it uh, in any way. Uh, but if the goy is the one who nullifies the avodah zarah, if the goy cuts it, then at that point uh, it, it, it's not sacred for them anymore and I can buy it and I can use it. <coughs> Hey, <laughs> 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 <laughs>